Hello, everybody. This is Meister Keen, and you're listening to On Air, World's Adrift News Radio. So today, what we're talking about is the Alpha, Alpha 4.2. Now, I was going to mention it last week. I was actually, I actually had recorded my episode for uh, last week when I actually got the word that we weren't supposed to be talking about the Alpha. So I deleted everything that I had said about Alpha 4.2. Basically, a week-long Alpha that's been going on for uh, the last several days. Oh, it's been nearly a week actually. We're about, a, we're a few hours away from the end of the test. Uh, anyway, when Bossa was originally launching this alpha test, they sent emails out to all the testers, but it was uh, it seemed like it might be kind of hush-hush, quiet, that there was even going to be a test going on during this week. So I actually deleted all content last week talking about the alpha, but now the week's testing is just about over, and I've actually gotten permission to talk a little bit about the alpha itself and uh, what went on with it and what Bossa's goals were for this alpha. So first, this alpha test does not contain any new features that we haven't seen before. Everything that we're testing so far, it's pretty much stuff that we've already seen on Twitch. But the point of this test was to actually sort of stress test the server over a greater length of time. Instead of a two-day test, it was a seven-day test. It was a lot more time for the server to go through several cycles of self-maintenance and just see how things ran over all of that time and all the changes that players have been making, how much stuff the players would spawn into the world over that time. Now, so this was not Alpha 5. Alpha 5 is gonna be containing new features and it's gonna be a, a new cycle of testing for the game. This was more of the same, more that the test testers already seen and uh, nothing that you guys haven't already seen on Twitch. I can't talk about specific game mechanics or game features or the actual things that were going on in terms of how the game was running, but I can talk about what I did and the things that I experienced in the game. I can tell you definitely that I got a ship off the ground and I had a lot of fun putting that ship together. To start with, I actually started with the standard small ship hull and uh, pretty quickly put too many engines on it and crashed it. And that was short-lived pilot error on that one. But then I actually put together a larger ship hull. I used the larger uh, standard ship hull and I had a lot more success with that one. Let me tell you, I got that thing off the ground pretty basic to start with, just, you know, the, the essential components needed to fly the ship and uh, got going, did some flying and then quit for the day only to come back the next day and find that my ship had been stolen by pirates, stripped down of everything it had and left in a forest. Holy cow. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever uh, encountered pirates, even though I wasn't actually logged in at the time. So what I did was I salvaged the ship. I actually managed to get the ship floating again. I got it back onto a shipyard and got it refit and got flying again. And for the next four or five days, I was running the exact same ship. I was just going through this cycle of running around, finding people once in a while, getting them involved, getting them on my crew, and uh, getting more and more resources and getting the ship fit together better and better and better over time. Finally, um, tonight, I just played a little bit. And um, I gotta say that my ship is in gorgeous shape. She's all plated out. She's nicely laid out inside. Um, she's kind of comfortable. I'm very attached to the ship now. In my head, I call her the Magician. So I kind of refer to her as Maggie. And she's definitely my ship, you know? 
even though it's not a hull that I shaped, it's one of the standard ones that you've already seen, I did a lot of customization work on the ship itself, and I found myself really getting attached to the ship itself and really, really valuing it. Every night I would park it in a super secret hiding location. I found ways to hide my ship and uh, I would that would prevent it from being captured by anybody while I was away. And then the next day I would take it out of hiding and I would fly around with it and find more resources and find more people. Uh, in the end, I actually had three other people contribute to putting that ship together and flying it. And uh, it was a very social experience. You know, getting with other people and finding out what they're good at doing and then having them sort of contribute to the operation of a ship, you know, that everybody takes care of it and the ship takes care of you. That aesthetic is definitely alive and it's working in the game as it is. So even though the game is kind of bare bones right now, it's pretty basic. It's a very, very basic version of uh, Boss's eventual vision for the game. It already has that quality of, I'm in a ship and I value this ship because it's my ship. There's definitely, you know, if you're a fan of Firefly, that sort of aesthetic of owning a ship and running it and being part of this sort of intrepid crew who take care of each other and are invested in the running of the ship and this little enterprise of people together keeping everything going, that's definitely there. If you get a bunch of people together running a ship together, they're all going to get very, very invested emotionally and in terms of their time and resources. Even though, even so, if I'd gotten into a good battle, if I'd found a, a worthy opponent, somebody I really needed to take out, I would have been willing to get into that fight. I actually would have been able to, to risk my ship. And uh, it wasn't such a huge investment that I wouldn't have been willing to start over. See, I wouldn't have lost the technologies that my character had learned. I wouldn't have lost, you know, by losing my ship, I don't lose all of my advancement. I'm inconvenienced, and it's going to take me a while to get back into the, because of the power and resource level that I was at, but I haven't lost everything just by losing a ship. So as I went along, I get better at running the ship. I got better at uh, moving around with the grappling hook and with the, uh, and, uh, with the glider. And I have to say that probably the most valuable thing I got out of that week was not the ship itself, but the experience of flying it and the, uh, and the skills that come with playing the game on just a just a normal average level just just playing the game you get these uh, you just get better at stuff and i could really see how it wasn't the stats of my character or her level or anything like that there, there there aren't any numbers like that in the game that are determining how good your character is there isn't any of that this isn't a grind fest this isn't a jrpg where, you know, your level and, uh, you know, the, the enchantments that you have in your sword and things like that, those are the things that really determine how powerful your character are. No, your real wealth in the game are basically two things. One, how good are you at the game? You know, what do you know about it? What are your skills at using the various implements, the various tools of the game? Uh, and the other one is your friends. How many people are willing to be there and back you up? If you're skilled and you got friends, you've got a maid. It doesn't matter how many ships you lose, you can get another ship in the sky. It doesn't matter. That's what I learned from this alpha. And having run a ship for five days now and having run it cooperatively with friends, I can, I can say with certainty that that aesthetic, that that basic core bit of gameplay, that is definitely present in the game, even as it is now. Now, it's not saying that the game doesn't have issues. Uh, there were definitely... 
you know, any physics engine, any game physics engine is going to be a bit janky and it's going to have its problems. This one, for as ambitious as it is, is working astonishingly well. World Adrift is in astonishingly good shape for its current stage of development. I would say that uh, in the future, when they've really got it cleaned up and when they've got the physics really working well, we're going to have one hell of a game here. So I leave you with that. And uh, I have to apologize that the promised interview with Enkido hasn't come up yet. I don't have the audio for that yet to put into this episode. But I'm actually going to be putting out a special extra episode, a community spotlight episode that spotlights both the uh, the Free Skies Coalition, there's an interview with uh, the founders, Xerxes and Deox, and an interview with Enkido leader Enin. You're going to hear from both of those leaders, and uh, that'll be in a special episode just as soon as I get the audio for those interviews. So with that, I'm going to sign off. Thank you very much for listening. This has been On Air, World's Drift News Radio. I'm Meister Keen, signing off. Mm-hmm.